Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. It's Friday, it's 5pm, it's January. And we are back to fill your ears as you fill your delicious gullet. Delicious gullet? No. Gullet with delicious beer every Friday. I um I should have let Brad interject earlier, if I'm honest. We're we're here to fill your boots with with nonsense, Johnny. That's <laughs> what we're here to do. Filling your boots with nonsense since when did we start this? I don't even oh. remember. Twenty twenty nineteen? Are we four Could years be. old now? Could be. I know we're we're actually we're creeping, old. creeping towards our two hundredth podcast. Pretty good, eh? Who would have thought a two century podcast? Yeah. We what pretty do they much call that in in cricket or something is that a thing some there's someone isn't there a century in cricket or something I, I don't there know is but obviously cricket. that's that's for 100 yeah well yeah. we're 200 by centenary yeah. D- double century by is it by centenary by centenary i don't even know is that every 200 years or is that 200 years i think it's 200 years let's we'll call it we're calling it this is well. I was about to say this is our bicentenary podcast. It's not this. <laughs> this podcast has started as it's going to continue for the rest of the year, which is being entirely irrelevant oh, yeah. um, and and not really about beer. How was your Christmas, Bradders? It's pretty good. Although I've just we just nearly failed to launch this pod because I'm not actually at home at the moment. I'm in Margate, and I just uh, I'm trying to like rush around to set up uh, the podcasting uh, on the road suite. Uh, which is my my laptop and my earphones, and I managed to drop my mobile phone down the middle of a folding sofa bed, uh, and then it got stuck in the mechanism, and I couldn't see it was stuck in the mechanism, and then I was unable to close it or open it, uh, and I had to move the, the sofa bed around the room to then managed to pull the extending bit out but then i broke the extending bit that came out johnny so i had to then do all of that and then when i moved it i could see there was loads of um dust on the floor so i just got loads of dust all over my purple sock which i'm wearing well i'm wearing two of them but very dusty socks as always Uh, your stories are visceral it's like i'm in the room and for for a while during that crisis, I was in the room because I was on the phone to you yeah, with yeah, yeah. you with headphones on. You you so, were in the mechanism, Johnny. You, what was it I like was. down in in the, My in God, the was I mechanism? Was, was I like the night rider, but <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. I was a sofa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You were you were yeah. You, the sofa for one second had become sentient. 
wow. uh, with a with a with a handheld computer device, Johnny. We're three minutes uh, in, and we've got the name of the podcast: Sentient Sofa. There you go, <laughs> Sentient Sofa. This um, is this. We're getting <laughs> this podcast right on track now. Boom. <laughs> um so sorry yeah i asked how your christmas was and you talked to me about yeah. a folding sofa it was yeah i did i did uh my christmas was pretty good uh it's always a bit of a sad time here because i lost my dad so it's i'm just thinking about that really but you know it's really nice to see my my family my sister and her children uh and uh you know spend a bit of time with with you know who you've got around and the people that you love um which is really nice to sort of do that I can only do it in small bursts because she's got three kids and I am, I must, I must have some problems with, with noise or something because it gets a bit too much for me, Johnny, after a couple of hours. No, that, I have to that, that's just run kids. Away. I don't think that's you. I have to run away. I can't cope with it. So I love them. They're all brilliant, but they're really loud and full on. Uh, and I've, I've, one of them's poked me in the eye before, which really hurt. I'm sure you've had all of this having a kid. Um, <laughs> But like just getting punched in the eye and stuff like that is like wild. Um, I think one of them's kicked me in the balls before, or like definitely when they've jumped on me, they've definitely crunched my my yeah. Anyway, but it's yeah. So there's all that going on at Crimbo, uh, and then I don't eat turkey, so I, I don't have a traditional Crimbo. I have <laughs> I have ham instead instead of turkey. Which oh, that's is traditional. Good. Most people Everyone have a, ham a Christmas well, ham they, with so. it. You have yeah, ham yeah, and you yeah. turkey. Exactly. So I just go full pork. We had ham. cider ham. It was very good. Cider ham. That's nice. Cooked that in cider. Nice. Yeah. My sister does really nice uh, roasted veg with like honey and chisel on them. So honey that, roasted carrots know, and parsnips. Yeah, honey mm. roasted carrots with, you know, a real honey kind of ham guy. And then pigs in blankets, which have also been doused in some honey. sort of sugary. This. Yeah. yeah. So it's a real honey fest. A porky honey meat fest. Um, it's pretty good. It was all right. How about you? How was your crimbo meat? Well, I, I was going to say, so I was, I was on Christmas dinner cooking duty. And oh, I, because um, I, I was I, I was still finishing the book, still am to some extent. Maybe we'll talk about that later. But um, I, I was working very hard over Christmas and also didn't feel that great because I think everybody in the entirety of the UK had the lurgy at some point. So yeah, I actually only mm. really drank at Christmas for about four hours during the day, which is when I was cooking. Yeah. And I drank too much. Oh, wow. And there's now a photo of me passed out on the sofa about 3pm <laughs> on Christmas Day. Is this Not passed from... out, passed out, just exhausted. And, and yeah, asleep. I was going to say, it's probably exhaustion, isn't it, having a kid? Yeah, there's cooking. this lovely photo of, of me fast asleep on the sofa and um, my daughter just holding my hand and watching telly, and apparently she was there for the full like hour and a half hours of sleep, which so you know was heartwarming for everybody except for me because I didn't realise it was happening. You've gone straight through the sort of dad role at Christmas to granddad. Yeah, I, I seem to have skipped middle age. Wow. Okay. Maybe it's uh, maybe yeah, it's all the factors attributing it, but certainly that's the older the the older crew at Christmas time just fall asleep at very early o'clock don't they yeah i was the um, first to go for the first time wow. in my life there yeah. you go oh man mm. it's all downhill from here buddy you know what well, maybe I, I think I, I yeah I, I think it's the peak i think that was the best thing peak you can do dad. at christmas cook yeah. eat sleep um, and there's paddington on telly for nice. when you wake up you know it was okay yeah 
It's pretty good, Paddington. It was okay. Obviously, I also didn't make it to midnight for New Year, so I'm just relieved to be. <laughs> I think I think I'm more perky in January than I was in December. Nice, um, nice. which is good because we're we're coming straight out the gate. We came out. We'll talk about our video in a bit, which um, has gone great guns. People either people have missed us or people are furious at what we say in our big in 2024. Oh yeah. But we've also got a very exciting video next week. I'm off to Egypt the week after that. Um, and we're planning some some very special content for this year. We certainly are. We certainly are, Johnny. And we've it's got an app launch. Maybe there'll yes. be a Love and Beer version two festival. Oof, you know, it's all. Exciting. It's going to be a big year. Should be. It makes me want to lie down on the sofa just thinking about it. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time, big time. <laughs> um, what what of uh, what are we going to talk about first? Do you want to talk about the video? Oh, I'll tell you what, mate. My Christmas as well, Boxing Day. I now try and do this every Boxing Day. I go to Hastings and I watch the Morris Men, obviously. Uh, this year, my mum didn't want to come. I managed to get her to go last year. But I took my, my sister... Well, I didn't take... I sat in the back of the car like a child while <laughs> my sister's family and me went to Hastings and we watched um, uh, the local Morris troops battle each other uh and it was it was weird there was a bunch of different ones but they all seemed to be similar people in them so they were like jumping from one troop to another troop which don't know if that's frowned upon johnny but i certainly felt uh a little bit cheated when they said here are the whatever visiting team and half of them were the same people that are on the local team which was very confusing. Was it like like amateur football on Saturdays where like you didn't quite have enough people to make up the team, so you just had to borrow oh, somebody? Dude. There were loads of them. There were absolutely loads of them. Um, mm. I, I think. Oh, I did. I did put a little bit on Instagram uh, on the stories. So uh, yes, you I, did. There, I... there was. Uh, <laughs> go on. I because Brad, Brad isn't often on our, on the CBC Instagram. But every now and then I'll just sign in. I'll be like, what are all these likes and comments What's about? Going on? And it'll be Morris Men content. Yeah, yeah it's mostly it'll Morris be Morris Men content. content. Uh, we need to, we that. need to, you, you have to join a club, Brad. You can't, yeah, you can't yeah. just be a casual observer. Well, I've, I've you got know, an you, idea. You, you, you get kicked out of swingers clubs for this. Yeah, And yeah, I think yeah. it should be the same with Morris Men. I've got an idea for another YouTube channel, Johnny. Oh, God. Which is, which oh, is oh, basically, good. yeah, exactly. Which is basically um, where I join different clubs and try a new, a new. Not uh, just hobby. Morris men, or just different Morris no, men clubs. Different clubs, different <laughs> okay. things, different interests. So it's like club clubbing in middle age. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think I don't know whether. Well, we haven't got time, but I in my in my head, I'd love uh, for us to join different clubs, even if we're talking for one day. I, th- where we I just, think I speak we... for everyone when I say that if you. Dress up like a Morris man and dance. I will film it. <laughs> I will cancel whatever I have on that day to yeah, ensure yeah. that that footage is is captured and not in your possession. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it could happen. 2024 could be the year that that happens. I also had another idea where I wanted to follow the uh, British folk calendar and go to all the different folk events in 2024. Uh, from solstices through to local kind of things, whether um, it's cheese. I'm less fussed about that, but if you film it, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. find a place for it. Yeah, we need to get sponsored by uh, I don't know a cheese maker. 
or something. Oh, you maybe a, maybe a cider maker might sponsor that. Who knows? Uh, who's who could we get to sponsor that? Uh, Magnus, Scrumpy, the Irish cider. <laughs> yeah, the famous Irish <laughs> cider. Uh, I don't. I don't bloody know. I don't know. I don't know, Johnny. It's all these, I, all these things. I, I was about to say maybe somebody like the post office would, would sponsor it, but obviously that's not. Dude. You don't want to be sponsored you, by them right now. No, they're, uh, they're, the, they're, the, they're the devil, aren't they, at the moment? The post office yeah. horizon system or whatever the fuck it was called. And, and um, indeed, Fujitsu. You know, let's not forget the, the... Are Fujitsu and Fuji the same company? Fujitsu, Johnny. What's it got to do with Fujitsu. Well, Fujitsu made Horizon. They oh, made they the made Horizon. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're caught I'm... up in all of it. They're to blame, oh. really, as far as I can tell. And the oh, post dear. office then covered it up. So oh, our beloved, you know, we use... Well, actually, on the channel, we're mostly Sony now, but there's some I'm, Fuji stuff Fuji... in our, in the works. I'm Fuji gang. I use Fuji yeah. cameras. Uh, we're going to have to boycott them if we've, if we've got any integrity. X-T3, X-T4, X-E1 uh what other fuji that's about it fuji wise but why, why are you advertising the fact that you are so tied into fuji right now well they make good cameras johnny right i okay. think right. i think where i'm in margate i think i think fujitsu if we're calling them that it sounds too much like jujitsu for my liking johnny fujitsu uh i think they've got a base in thanet near uh thornby model railways base where they make the little <laughs> mini trains of course you yeah. know that you should yeah, join I'm a railway sure club right well yeah this is it man I'd, I'd i'd join a mini railway club i'd join maybe a knitting club uh i'd join maybe a ukulele I'm fairly sure, club um there's a tv show that did this because we got contacted by them like channel four maybe they oh. they were like looking for home brewers to go and interview and and um like get involved in it. it was like niche hobbies yeah that's so i think, I think your idea do. might have already been done yeah bollocks uh well Soz. maybe maybe it's already been done maybe it doesn't matter it's been done johnny because we haven't done it exactly that's that's what the world that's what matters yeah. to the world is whether johnny and brad supposedly the beer podcasters have, have yeah have done yeah um anyway let, let, let's get let's get back on track back on track shall we Go on, shall then. we talk about this week's video Yes, we should talk about this week's video. Yes, so I I looked back in the an- annals of CBC, and this this is our eighth big in. Wow, we we've predicted some big things to happen that turned out, and some big breweries. We we predicted Daya becoming a national force in the UK, Verdant becoming. Well, I'm not sure we quite predicted them to be one of the best IPA brewers in the world, but they are, and we said they'd be very good. Um, so you know, if you're featured in this video, it's a, it can be a big deal. And and I am, in particular, very excited about Two Flints, who we mentioned, um, and also uh, Wild Horse, who made the delicious uh, hoppy lager that we talked about as one of the big trends for this year, which I think is the most likely prediction I've made. But I think if you haven't tried Wild Horse or Two Flints, you should grab a grab a box from them or from your local bottle shop ASAP because the beer is is ma- is magic. It, it sure is. Sure is, Johnny. Um, I I compared you to uh, the blind Russian old lady uh, in the thing, which we had a comment from Charles Off Denson, 
He said, you mean Bulgarian old lady who is oh. famous in Russia, who uh, Vanga was her name, right? So then that that did spark in my memory. I remembered she was called Baba Yaga, I believe. Um, and what, what just... was she predicting? Okay. Uh... <laughs> oh, well, the way you said that things, is like, Johnny, Johnny. oh, we, you, we're going there. Yeah. Well, we could go there. I've got a few of them. I I basically just got some of the nice ones pretty much because they're all pretty bad. But she predicted up until the year, fuck, where's it gone? Like 5,000 and something. Uh, so every year up until, it'd be good if I had it open, wouldn't it, Johnny, on the page? Uh, bloody hell. She pre- Anyway, she predicted the death of Princess Diana... The sinking of the Russian submarine Kursk, 9-11 terror attacks, uh, and she also predicted her own death on the 11th of August, 1996, at the age of 85. Um, she isn't well, around well, well, anymore. Well, 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 go on, go on. Well, go presumably because she died on She died on the day date. she predicted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, <sighs> that would be the ultimate test of a, of a, of a mystic, right? If you don't die on the day But I feel like it's something you can control, die. right? She might have Bubby Yaga'd herself. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she had like no eyes, Johnny, um, which apparently was something to do with. Uh, supposedly, she lost her sight in a, some sort of storm. I, I, from memory, I think it might have been a whirlwind or a tornado. It says, blind since childhood, Bulgarian clairvoyant apparently was able to see into the future. Powers she attributed to a tornado that left her blind. Man, how um, how strong does a wind need to be to make you see into the future? Pretty bloody strong, yeah. um, I tell you. But yeah, she pre- she made predictions up until the year five thousand and seventy nine. What did she predict would 5, happen? Five thousand seventy nine. I don't know, Johnny. I don't know. Oh. I just this is a. But anyway, I can say this year in twenty twenty four, Johnny. She predicted oh, loads of horrible stuff, which I'm not going to go into. But she did. Is, also... she, is she just an anxious pessimist? Yeah, probably. No, because I don't know. She's my my mum's sometimes like that. She'll just reel off a load of things that are going to go wrong. Yeah. Well, and, this and year, may... Johnny. Oh, God. Go okay. She's predicted medical breakthroughs. Uh, okay. Including uh, uh, treatments for incurable diseases such as Alzheimer's and cancer. Right. So. That well, fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. And she's also... This This blows my mind. She died in 1996. She predicted uh, in 2024 there will be a major breakthrough in quantum computing. How did this nana know about quantum computing in the year 1996? Encyclopedia Britannica, I'd imagine. Possibly. I don't know what year quantum computing was theorized presumably it was a good while ago maybe stephen hawkins wrote it from epstein's island uh oh jesus <laughs> sorry uh glad i asked about this but bubba i've Bubba-Yaga. already forgotten her name bubba yaga she's 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 known as the nostradamus of the balkans there you go <laughs> <laughs> Shall I tell you, Johnny? I don't. I don't usually remember my dreams, Johnny. 
but um, I've ha- I had a wonderful dream. It was the day, bef- the night before we would have done our podcast at the end of the year, but we didn't, we didn't group together to do it. But basically, I don't normally remember my dreams, but I woke up from a bris- blissful sleep um, to the memory, a very, very clear, vivid dream, Johnny, of, um, it involved David Hasselhoff and my car. And my my car as well. So somehow two, I was two characters that feature quite a lot on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was I was transposed through time and space, Johnny. Somehow, and I was I was living back at my mum's house uh, in my bedroom, which was at the front of the house, had a bay window. Uh, I don't know why I was there because I don't live there anymore. But I I, I heard a commotion outside, Johnny. Uh, it sounded quite beefy, like a big rumbling noise. And I sort of curtain twitched my way out the window, had a little look, and I could see um, pulling up on my my suburban street in Beckenham, I could see uh, Kit and the Night Rider pulling up. You know the wow, Night Rider. Two mentions this for Night Rider today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you mean, do I, know it? I talked Night about Rider. it minutes ago. Yeah, or is it so hours ago? I don't know. Could have been hours ago. Um, Night Rider pulled up right just outside my neighbour's house. Uh, my mum doesn't like my neighbour. Uh, well, one of the neighbours. She likes the other one plenty, but one of them's a dick. Um, pulled up outside his... Up outside uh, Gora's house. And uh, and um, he... he. I think he went in his house. I'm not sure about that. But I certainly saw him exit. And he was in full Michael Knight outfit. So we're talking like leather pants, leather jacket, uh, big... 80s um sort of what is it called the, the sort of continuous uh curly hair a perm he had a perm uh and he looked great anyway so maybe he's shining in the moonlight johnny uh but if all the pleather and leather was just iridescent in the in the moonlight as he as he rang the doorbell of my neighbor um so i thought oh, okay michael knight's next door cool went back about my business and then later on johnny I heard a commotion outside again. I looked out the window and who who did I see? I saw Michael Knight was was snooping around my Volkswagen Lupo. He was peering in all of the windows. He was he was having a good old look. He was he had his hand running along the lines of the body of the car, Johnny, in a very sexy way. Um as if he was lusting after my Lupo. Um and he sort of did a circuit and I thought, I'm gonna you know what, I'm gonna go down and give give uh, Hasselhoff a piece of my mind, and I went outside, Johnny, and I said, "All right, all right, David," because I've switched from Michael Knight to David Hasselhoff now. I said, "David, you're right." He's like, "Yeah, yeah." I was like, "What's going on, David?" He's like, "I just, I just really like your car." I was like, "Thank you, David." I was like, "You've got a nice car too." He's like, "Yeah." I said, "Would you, would you like a ride in my car?" And he, he said, "You know what?" I, there was nothing else I'd rather do than go for a ride in your Volkswagen Lupo with you, Brad. So me and uh, Michael Knight, the Knight Rider, hit the the dark streets of Beckenham and we, we drove around in the Lupo uh, for a good while together and he just admired my my uh, my small German car. And that was that was the end of the dream. I woke up thinking that was a lovely soothing experience uh maybe one of the best dreams i can ever remember having what do you reckon <laughs> it's, it's, it's speechless 
It's good, right? I, I think it's good enough to animate. I reckon I could make a little, like a film out of it. I reckon that'd be really, it'd be pretty good. This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. Sorry, it, it would be a film of just you driving around Beckenham with David Hasselhoff. Well, that's... no, it'd be the, it would be the dream. It would be. I wish I had more more dreams that I could remember because I thought that's such a great dream. Do you know? That actually, I could make this it sounds like a really crap music video for a David Hasselhoff song. Come on, it's better than that. It's in fact, didn't he have like a jump in my car or something? Maybe that did was he? about you. Oh, maybe he did. I think you're right. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Jump in. Come on and jump in my car. Yeah. Sound like a sort of Chaz and Dave-esque, sort of honky-tonky. Yeah. That's how I yeah. remember it, yeah. Right, I think so you right. So you just yeah, lived yeah. out that. <sighs> Weren't they jumping in his car, though? He jumped in my car, Johnny, which admittedly is shit compared to Kit. Well, um, it can't speak. Well, I'm not aware of it, but it's not like your sofa, uh, which sounds a lot it like can't, me. Yeah, it can't speak unless... At one point, I did have a Bluetooth connector. When I switched from my old Nissan Pal, which was a beautiful little classic Japanese car I had to sell because of Yulez. Um, uh, when I when I switched motors... <laughs> For a second there, I was like, who's Liz? And then I went, <clears throat> yeah, Ulez. Ulez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ultra-low emission zone in London. It's going to cost £15 like, is, is somebody called Liz with you? That w- That'd this be is, weird. This podcast is... Um... It's gone... Derailed it, mate. I've derailed it. Yeah, we're not. We can't even see the track at this point. Well, you you were asking about does it speak? I plugged in my my very cheap uh, Bluetooth transmitter that would send a, a Bluetooth signal from my my phone to the radio, and whenever you turn the car on in my old Nissan Pal, it would speak in Chinese to you, Johnny, because it was. For some reason, it wasn't in the English language, the Bluetooth transmitter. It was in Chinese. So you'd have to sort of guess what it meant. I never found right. out what it actually meant. But it, obviously, you know, that, it must have that, meant connecting. That, Whatever it was saying was connecting. That reminds me connect. of the fact. I don't, I don't know whether... Do you know, I, I, I need to speak to my dad about this because I don't quite remember how this happened. But essentially, we went to Germany when I was a kid to visit some friends. And while we were there, my dad bought a new house phone nice and i guess it was cheap I, d- I don't really know but we brought it home and either my dad couldn't figure out how to change the language to english or we realized it didn't have english <laughs> so it meant that every time like you'd listen to your messages he pressed the button to go boop and i can still remember it go anflaga eins which is like <laughs> message one and so for the entirety of me growing up our house phone spoke german That's and i've great. only just it. remembered that there you go. I've broken a, a childhood 
tree yeah. slash memory for you. You've unlocked That's great, it. isn't it? That's fun, isn't Unreal. it? It's fun. Stuff like that is pretty good. I enjoy things like that. Um, because they're sort of made to kind of make you feel futuristic and like, wow, this thing has intelligence. But it really doesn't. It's just pre-recorded. And it doesn't know that you don't speak the bloody language. So it makes makes life harder. It's very funny. It's very uh, very entertaining. Thanks for explaining <laughs> You do speak anyway, German, back... though, don't you? I, I speak A-level German. German. I, I wouldn't say yeah, I yeah. speak That's German. That's pretty good. I, I, I German. could hold a very awkward conversation with a German if they spoke slowly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back back to the video. So thank you for the comment. <laughs> yeah, thank you for the comment that led us down the that. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, this week's video was our predictions of what will happen in 2024 in the world of beer. And the main, I would say the main thrust of it, other than Hoppy Lager and Strata uh, being big um, and macro brewers succeeding with their craft brands in places that previously used to have very good beer lists, is this idea of, of what you called the two wolves living inside of every beer geek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty logical. Snap and yap at each other. One of them loves pastry brewing, and the other one loves eight wheat lagered and double decocted pilsners. Essentially. Yes. Yes. Um, And so we were talking about, you know, no shade to either side of that debate, whether you're on the, you know, heritage, traditional um, side, or whether you're on the, I really like my beer to be half fruit side. Uh, we decided that you know there's going to be kind of a marketing war as we work out what craft really means, what our expect- expectations are of craft, and indeed how the rest of the world perceives the craft beer world. Is it silly nonsense that's fun, or is it you know deep respect for the traditions, or or can it be both? Um, and off the back of that, we got a great comment uh, mm. from it's good, it's good. Who, um, who who raised the point which I hadn't actually really thought of, but probably should have been in the video, which is I suppose the issue for those two schools of craft brewing is how much you can charge for your beer. I paid eight pound fifty for a can of the Asvex in my local tap room at Christmas and would happily do so again. But when I'm presented with a fairly air quote standard four point five percent pale, I get grumpy if I pay more than a fiver. Mm. Obviously Asvex costs more to make and incurs higher taxes, but I still feel like a lot of people aren't willing to pay premium for crafts that aren't at least a little bit silly. And it's totally true. You know, we were talking about the marketing issues that's going to be created there, but the cost, you know, because even it's good and it's a great comment, producing that Asvex beer might not be as expensive as you think. It was a strong beer, so there's lots of tax, but fruit puree is way cheaper than hops. Way, 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 way cheaper. So, you know, we perceive that a beer like that should cost a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it definitely doesn't. So we're kind of excusing the cost of these beers when we shouldn't necessarily. Um, so there's this whole issue that, yeah, you know, I actually I was in uh, in my local bottle shop uh, yesterday picking up some bits and there was, um, uh, I won't mention the brewery because it's unfair because lots of breweries do this, but, you know, it was, it was a 5.2% New England Pale and it mm. was £5.80. Like, wow, so it's nearly yeah. six quid for a can of what should be, you know, a session sipping crushable beer. Wild. Yeah, you know, that that's a lot. And I'm not necessarily blaming the brewer, which is why I don't want to mention them. I'm blaming, you know, the tax regime and everything and the insane costs of, of hops and of ingredients and of energy at the moment. But it's, yeah, if you're going to have to spend six quid, you're going to want something you remember 
for a couple of weeks, I'd have thought. You know, mm. so it, it's it's a I think it's a genuine issue that we're not really talking about, and I think it's why we're being pushed to do silly brewing because the costs of it are insane. And you know, much as I try to support small and independent bottle shops and stuff, brewers are capable of producing very excellent beer where the cans cost two pound fifty. So it then puts pressure on these traditional or less silly styles of beer um to either lower their costs or be more silly it's it's a really unfortunate kind of situation that we're really into pastry at a point where costs are spiraling and getting your voice heard is very difficult yeah i don't think we're gonna be able to solve it uh here what? and now but but yeah i know i know surprise right <laughs> mic drop that was my intention we, we won't we won't solve anything don't drop the mic do, johnny it's expensive uh, it is expensive, yeah, sorry. You put them in the bloody uh, washing machine, the owl microphones, don't you? You love doing I, that. Well, not not routinely, no. I'll, yeah. I I refute that. I did once, but I okay. also put my passport, quite a lot of money, although luckily <laughs> money is now uh, launder, launderable in, in a, the literal you, sense. What happened to your passport? How did that Yeah, survive? it's fine. Is it yeah, waxy yeah. paper then? I thought I think, the I inner think... pages were pretty normal paper. I mean, it was it was all right. I still used it for a bit. It's my old passport. The new one is not 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 as lemon scented, but yeah. a little bit. Did it? Did it shrink? Be- more put together. <laughs> yeah, shrink? hot wash. So I've got a tiny passport yeah, yeah. now. Tiny passport um, makes it handy. It's easier to carry around. Exactly. You keep it in. You kept in a little locket around your neck, didn't you? It's just like yeah. a passport. Yeah, locket. you remember my locket? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still the chip Jesus. and pin, right? Did the chip and pin in it or? Did that shrink or did it get bigger, maybe? Might uh, explain why I can't it? get through the bloody digital gates. Although no one can. No, no. one can. No. Do you know what? There's there's few better feelings than waltzing up to the digital barrier and it just it just almost immediately opening. Mine you know, opens you... every time, mate. I don't know I don't know what you're on about. I find it very easy going through those things. Oh no, I I I used to really struggle. Somehow whether they've changed the programming or I just look more like I used to, I don't know. But it, I've had a lot more success with it of late. But I used to struggle with it big time. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's changing face hair. Whereas you've had the same face hair and yeah. roughly the same hair for quite a long time. It's true. You're not allowed to have glasses or anything or a hat or anything like that covering your face. Do you know? Even I discovered uh, headphones around your neck. That will screw it. Really? That's yeah. Interesting. High collars. That will screw it. High well, it colors. used to. High Co- colors. Co- collar. You? If you've got oh, a collar. Yeah. Right, okay. Really? Yeah. So no no turtlenecks uh, through security? No, you, you, you want your neck on show. It must have something to do with like the but face shape recognition or something. Old school sort of James Bond types love wearing a, a roll neck, don't they? You know, yeah. Or if you went neck. to university in like 2005 when wearing your collar up was... I mean, you always look like a bloody moron, but everybody did it at my uni. Popping your um, collar? I'd say, yeah, I don't mind pop. I, pu- I pop a collar, but not in a sort of Tory popping a collar vibe. Right. I, how, does, I, how, I think... how does popping the collar vary? Just the way Is it you just wear like the it, intent the behind it. Yeah, the intent right. behind okay. it. Right. Okay. So it's not Mine's... the actual collar that makes a difference. It's it's no. the rest of you. Mine's not a tribalistic collar popping. Mine's mine's a like individual. Like I'm giving myself a little bit of swag here, popping my collar. You know. Right. You don't know, but yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking anyway. Okay. Maybe everyone just thinks Tory dickhead when they see me. I don't think that's what they think when they look at you. 
I really <laughs> yeah, don't. Probably not. No, I know Denver, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, did you did you find any other great comments? Well, I liked all the Bubby Yaga chat. Um, we, we had some, some sort of chat about splits. We had... Uh, oh, I like this one from Father Earth 93. This is one of the strongest thumbnails I've ever seen. If you put this on a shirt, that would be golden. Brad giving Good us Lord. all his puns in one go. What a start to 2024. Um, yeah, we, we put the, the thumbnail to our Patreon uh, community and they liked it. They said it should be more extreme, didn't they? Johnny? Yeah, I Which... I put it to them because I thought it was going to be too much and they were going to talk us down, but they, they tried to talk us up. Yeah, yeah. You were basically sort of like a bit of a cross between Emperor Palpatine and Harry Potter or someone in Harry Potter with like a shit wizard hat, basically. Yeah, but I think I was more... I, w- I was more like a... Um... <sighs> What's the word? I pantomime Harry Potter. Yeah. Well, do you know why that is, Johnny? Because when I looked for mystical wizard's hat on on the internet, um, the image I settled on was a child's uh, uh, fancy dress wizard's hat. Mm, so that clear. that is actually yeah. from a child's head, which you do have quite a small head. So I thought. Oh, well, I forgot. To, I knew that was coming. You know, I had to get an appropriate sized uh, wizard's hat for you, Johnny. So. I don't. I don't have a small head. I oh, have I a know. small gap between the top of my head and my ears, which means, <laughs> <coughs> which means that adult hats sit on my ears. That's good. The circumference of my head uh, is perfectly normal. I thought your circumference was tiny as well. No, no. no. Circ- like circumference. If I if I wear like a baseball cap, I'm I'm mid range on the little clips on the back. Ah, oh, okay. I'm bang, what a bang average misunderstanding on your your head structure there yeah no it's the height of my head small circumference obviously my ears are really high on my head i don't know you you've got some great uh uh, gray matter going on there that's that's working extra hard even if it is smaller thanks friend it's very very much firing on on lots of cylinders Um, yeah yeah like i like to think so you know like Like got tiny brains. I read this thing the other day, right, which I loved, which was uh, a study at an American university where someone was mean to a crow while wearing a mask, <laughs> right? And then all of the neighbourhood. How are you mean to a crow? What... I don't know. They didn't like specify impersonate that. it or something. Maybe they maybe they bullied it in a way where they thought they were going to get a treat, and then they denied them a treat. Like they, off, you right, know, something okay. like that. Like here's one of my chips, crow buddy. And then, no, fuck you. And then ate the chip in front of them or something like that. Anyway, yeah. this crow communicated to the other neighbourhood crows that the person in that mask, so that face, was a bad egg. And then all of the other crows were then mean to that person and they were wow. dive-bombing them. Uh, they were they were screaming at them when they saw them to alert other crows there in the area. And... It's it's amazing. They've, they've got this crow communities. They're incredibly crow intelligent. Crows. Come on, a crow. Oh, you beat me to it. Damn. Um, they under they they can under they've got an incredible problem problem solving skill problem solving skills and um, facial recognition and facial recognition and bear a grudge and they're able to basically mimic uh, human speech patterns, all kinds of crazy stuff. Crows. 
crazy COVID, man. It's still but not they... really a compliment to me, though, is it? At the end of the day. Well, just saying size doesn't matter, Johnny. Right, okay. You know, well, crow, sure. I, the, I crow, the, the crow head is, is very small, bean-like, but mm. incredibly. They understand water displacement theory, Johnny, where they know I've watched crows do various tests of their um, problem solving and they will they will take they'll have a uh, a glass cylinder or a plastic cylinder filled halfway with water they'll put stones in it to displace the water to make the level rise so they can get a stick out of it that they'll then use to go and open up bloody you know whatever some other bit of amazing uh, they're just they're just incredible, Johnny. Crows. crows I feel mate. I feel like Brad, without the outlet of five Friday five pm, we're, we're sort of bubbling over over Christmas, and we're oh. just getting we're getting everything you've been biting your lip about oh, for the crows. last three weeks is all coming pouring out, much like like a tub of water with a crow with a bunch of stones. It's just spilling over what now. Does, what does stone the crows come from? Not to not to big up our uh, hey, well no person. sure big well, we up. Big up um, but what does it come from? Well, yeah, we so know? it's an idiom. Maybe maybe uh, maybe when there were too many crows, you'd start throwing stones at them. Yeah, I yeah I don't know. I'd love to go. We we've talked about actually we won't say it on Pod Life, but there are places with crows that I'd like to go and have a beer. Um, Places uh, with crows where you'd like to yeah. have a beer. Well, not crows, Why? but like... Corbin's Why are we talking cover. in riddles now? Well, it's a good idea, Johnny. I don't want to let out to the wider beer beer community at this point. Places not willing with to crows. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think crows. on that. Not crows, but some other some other uh, COVID uh, member, family member, genus. Uh, have a think, have a think. I've mentioned it. I will. I, I, I feel will. like I've already given it away. But anyway, I—I I mean, uh, you, you clearly haven't, unless everybody at home is screaming at their at their phones or they're all, car radios. They're all clicking their sentient hands again. sofas. Uh, yeah, sentient sofa. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Any other comments? Any any way we can possibly tie the the last you know ten minutes of this podcast to beer? Uh, yes. Uh. uh I do have other comments, Johnny. I'm just reading them, and I'm dyslexic, so it takes me a little while. Uh, sorry, it's not very exciting. Do you, do you know what? While while you're doing that, I'll talk about Go the on. fact that in the comments we had lots of lovely, um, lots of lovely comments from people very excited by some of the breweries that we featured, including Nothing Bound, who made a great beer, um, including uh, obviously Wild Horse. McColl's as well got a lot of love. So McColl's, I discovered, they they sent me some beer because I think on this podcast I talked about a style that they'd just made and they're like, can we send you some? I was like, yes, I'd love to um, try beer from breweries I never heard of. And their beers were exceptional. Nice. So we talked about the beer that's in the podcast, uh, which has now just been added to their core range, a beautiful sort of uh, dry hop saison. They make brilliant beers. So if you ever see anything by McColl's, get it. And if you ever see anything by Wild Horse or Nothing Bound, or two flints or any of these breweries that we featured like for all the bad stuff that's happening in the world and in the world of craft beer there is some magic beer i think the uk beer has matured a little bit and mm-hmm. that the, we have real strength and depth now um and obviously we all have our favorites that have been around for a while and that we know and trust but actually i do think it's becoming less of a lottery 
we've talked a lot about how you know trying new breweries sometimes was risky that's getting less and less true and and McColl's make fabulous beer i can't recommend them um enough as do asvex and actually asvex uh, uh the brewer there got in touch um slightly jokingly on his story sort of was like hey look mum, i'm too silly but then um in in the next story talked about how it was an interesting debate and we had a little chat uh privately as well so he, he was up for it and does make great beer i'd really hate anybody to go away from that video thinking we didn't think that hey that beer was great and asvex are very good as well um it's just that beer is very 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 silly very uh, silly have you found some comments while i was yeah yeah, yeah yeah i've just been sneezing from the uh the dust that accumulated on my purple sock you've been sniffing uh, your sock yeah no no i'm refuting that claim johnny i've not been sniffing anyone's socks i've seen um, not sniffing. this this uh this comment from who's rado i think sums it up uh i appreciated the point uh, that if you want a particular beer or brewery to stick around, you've got to buy their beer. While I think there are probably many closures on the horizon, I want 2024 to be a time of supporting great breweries, making great beer, and doing great things for the world. Uh, he says, I'm blessed enough to live in New England, where there's lots of, all, uh, lots of that all around me, but I had better be sure not to take it for granted. So I think that's a good message for this year. You've got to support the beers and the breweries that you love don't take it for granted because um they are working their asses off to stay in business uh, you know, it, it, it's a hard. tricky one like the you know use it or lose it is sort of the the shorthand phrase yeah. for that and it's tricky because obviously if you look to really support your locals and your favorites that's wonderful but obviously you're taking away beers from other people or sales from other breweries that you would have worked with so it's it's really tough without saying everybody should be drinking more <laughs> to do it right but you know the way i look at it is is a yeah i mean pick your favorites the ones you'd hate to see go but also you know look after your own little corner of the earth and hope that everybody does the same um, exactly because i think that's very important so supporting the locals you know for me it's it's barren and it's crossover and it's it's those kind of guys and, and the bottle shops that are around here you know if they went they'd have the biggest impact and i try to support them as as much as possible um and it's also why we travel quite a bit because we want to go and help other localities in the world do it uh do, we, uh, do what they want to do and survive we do place uh we do we do base our programming schedule where we visit on baba yaga's predictions from 1996 <laughs> of and course, she did that's... say johnny she did say 2024 was going to be year of the lager um, year of the hoppy lager so or just lager year of the lager she, oh she was very it was a, a hazy prediction johnny it was a hazy prediction but i presume she's predict that every year Oh like yeah, she loved else lager. Has. She loved lager. Right. Yeah, she yeah, was just yeah, pushing, yeah, so. pushing her agenda. She's uh, her agenda was was la very lager forward. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. She 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 had an eye for a great lager, Johnny. Even though right. she couldn't see, but well, um, she, anyone could see that twenty twenty four will. She, be. she had a nose for it. Should we say? She had yeah. a nose. She had a nose for it, Johnny. Hope her old factory lager. system was was off the factory floor great first bro yeah, i like it technique oh no she's balkan isn't she she's not german <laughs> i was just thinking back to your german answer phone johnny uh yeah well me too mm. constantly now that and the place with the crows that we're going to be going to this year 
Well, I'll we gotta we, we gotta not wear that disguise that the the the, the crows all hate. I mean, that is that's genius. I mean, I'm glad that the person who thought up that experiment didn't go full like this is my own face. I'm gonna piss off a crow. I mean, if I were if... them, I'd have put like a Donald Trump mask on and been like, you know, maybe oh, we could kill two good. birds with one stone here. Oh, we could have, we could have like radicalized crows to to political ends. That's <laughs> what you're saying. A crow agenda, a crow, a crow revolution, a crow yeah. evolution. Come on, I can't get there. Crow evolution. That's all I've got. All but, I've got um... is crow detat, like coup d'état. Oh, I, I quite like that. That's quite good. <laughs> That's pretty good too. They're both Here they're both go. strong in the in the war, the coming war with our our uh, crow brethren. Uh, they'll be pecking eyes out left, right, and centre. Baby Yaga's style, no eyes. Don't know if she had. Jesus. I think she had no eyes. I think she had no eyes, Johnny. Right. Well, I thought we'd established that a couple of days ago. Yeah. But I, um, yeah, go on, Brad. I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call this to a close. Go on then. I think I think we've done enough damage for for one week to to our no. reputation and indeed the reputation of clairvoyance everywhere. Um, anyway, so uh, if you haven't watched this week's video, it is less waffly and slightly more to the point than than this podcast has been. Uh, next week we have the final, finally, the unveiling of my trip to Svalbard. Uh, which I went to for book research, but managed to put together a, a film about daily life there and also about the world's most northerly brewery. I've even been playing around in Google Earth Studio, Bradley, and Have putting you? together some oh, animations right. of traveling around the world. It's all, it's all, it's all new. It's all exciting. So there's that yeah, to look yeah. forward to next week. And we do have, you know, we've missed a lot of uploads of late because of because of the book. But hopefully, we've got a decent schedule all the way up to March figured out. We'll, we'll be missing as few uploads as possible and obviously keeping the podcast going. Um, and lots of exciting other stuff happening in 24, including our app, which hopefully we'll update you on in a couple of weeks. So that's all uh, That's all for this week. We'll see you. See you. See, now I'm just thinking about people with no eyes. You'll hear from we'll us hear, next week. Hear exactly. Yeah, and you'll see us or see me on Wednesday in the Arctic. Love and beer. The Bubble and Friday 5pm podcasts are brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's Craft Beer channel. You can watch over 400 mini documentaries at youtube.com slash thecraftbeerchannel and if you love what we do, support us via Patreon and get access to merchandise and our amazing Discord forum, a positive and welcoming space for everyone who loves beer, food and homebrewing. Love and beer. Love and beer.